Welcome, everybody. It is episode 119 of the TLDR podcast. All the boys are here. James almost died, got struck by lightning or something. I don't know. James, what did happen? Are you okay? All I all I heard was lightning. Yeah, um, I did get struck by lightning. Uh, I can now speak 17 different languages all at once. Uh, oh, and also the flash. Fun fact. Cool. Uh, <laughs> there was... <laughs> There was just a lightning strike that was really close to uh, the soccer field, 0.2 miles away. So I had to have a little lightning delay for 30 minutes that ended up being about 45. Uh, but it still, it took a long time. And by the time we were done, it was like dark. So it was weird. And we didn't even win or lose. Ooh. It was a draw. Mm. Oh, so that's oh, soccer. God damn it, soccer. Uh, that is very disappointing. Um, glad no one was like hurt or anything uh tyler nothing important is going on in your life today um did you hear i'm taking this out of trading's book a little bit i forgot to mention it last week because i got so distracted by your beautiful faces but did you guys hear about this uh bass fishing controversy yes okay trading your face says no no what happened is oh my god competitive fishing thing okay and guys stuck like uh weights in their fish to or like push them, I don't oh, know, to push the weight up like push the weight up and got caught and now they're like potentially getting fined or arrested or some crazy shit but the i video, was like, in the video is one of the greatest videos dude, i yes, gotta see ever. Video. That, that's like, peds i mean could you say that's peds performance pretty it's much pretty they like much. cut the fish open and they're like performance enhancing device yeah yeah 100%. Like the like the guy who caught him or whatever, like I don't know, I don't know what his job was, but he basically he just like went off on these dudes. Like it was so funny. People were just like, "Come on, man. Like you were the champ, man." <laughs> so disappointed. They were so sad and so angry at the same time. I mean, I do think there was like a decent amount of money involved with like if you won this tournament or whatever it oh, was, yeah. so, like it makes sense, but it was also just like bro you're like a professional fisherman like get over it yeah um but yeah so tyler i know you're such a big fan of fish so i thought i'd bring that up um you know trading how you doing uh hockey starts tonight uh, kind of officially kind of not we were talking about fish here yeah i'm good man um you know hockey hockey started but i have i'm sitting here watching baseball so that's kind of how it is for the first couple weeks um you know that that's that's how it goes. I mean, you got to watch playoff baseball. It's some of the best, uh, some of the best times to watch. Ba- it is the best time to watch baseball, for sure. Um, it's some of the best time to watch playoff sports in general. Um, you know, I'm just I'm just living life, man. Interesting, uh, interesting headlines. Devonte Adams pushing over a uh, a uh, a photographer was very interesting, and apparently Troy Aikman is a misogynist. Hmm. Well, I guess for the, for the most absolute ridiculous comment made yesterday. Actually, I agree with everything he said in that whole thing. Um, I don't know if you guys have even heard what happened, but so trained as a misogynist now too. Yeah, but I must be misogynist. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'll tell you what he said. This this podcast should be canceled based on what he said because we say way worse fucking shit <laughs> than he even came close to saying on national television. Yeah, shit. What's it got weird this last week? I mean, Draymond punched his own teammate. Yeah. apparently because he wants to come to the Lakers. I don't know. We'll talk about that when we come back in the basketball segments. The first five minutes of this has already gone off the rails. So let's just <laughs> let's just jump into it. Tyler, we are through the wild card series. Today we have four game ones of the divisional series. Uh, take us through what happened in the wild card. 
Yes, uh, MLB postseason October baseball is here, and we've already got so many amazing moments and things to talk about. Uh, first, let's talk about what happened over the weekend, the wild card series. First time ever we've had this new format where we have a best of three series, and boy, did it pay off! I thought I thought it went I thought it was awesome. We had we had you know eight eight uh, playoff games in two days. Uh, it was super fun to watch. Um, so let's go through kind of series by series. Uh, the Guardians, the, the Cleveland Guardians, swept the Rays. Um, in, in, in two games in pretty much dominant fashion, especially on the pitching side. They only gave up one run. The second game went 15 innings. So whatever math that is, that's like, what, 23, 24, 24, 24, 24, what innings. 24 innings, only gave up one run. Uh, the, the pitching dominated in, in, in that series on both sides. Cleveland ended up kind of squeaking by. Um, they, they're obviously going playing against the Yankees here at round two. But um, James, like, do you have any faith after, you know, in, in, in the Guardians, they've kind of been this underdog all season long. They dominate round one. Do you have any kind of faith in how do you think that the Guardians can actually win, can go further in this uh, playoff run? I actually I actually do. Uh, main reason is because we keep talking this time and time again. Terry Francona. He is right now currently probably the best manager out there, especially in the playoffs. And I mean, I'm not disparaging Dave Roberts or anybody else, anybody else out there, but Terry Francona is like the guy and he's really good at making in-game decisions and switching things up. And his team has a lot of faith in him. Uh, if you just look at stats alone, it's the guardians are very good with contact. They're like, they don't strike out very often. They don't hit for power very well, but they hit really well for contact. And there's honestly some injuries going on with the Yankees bullpen on the backside of it, which isn't the best thing in the world. And it's kind of struggled offensively in the second half of the season. That's out of Aaron judge. Um, so I think all that put together, I think that the guardians actually will upset the Yankees. And I mean, they're losing right now, but it's the five game series or best out of five. And I really think the guardians will come back and take this. Yeah. And, and we, we've already seen how many incredible comebacks, uh, have happened already. So there's, you know, being, being down, you know, was it four to one right now? That's definitely not, uh, that big of a deficit to overcome here in October, but, um, the Cleveland Guardians were the only top-seeded team from the wild card rounds to move on. Um, all the others were were upsets. Uh, we're, let's talk about the Mariners' upset over the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Alex, you called it. This team's got some magic going on. Uh, how about that game two game, man? That's got to be like an all-time great postseason game. Yeah, that game two game was insanity. I was watching it, and then when the Mariners were down seven to one, I was like, wow, this feels like a great time for a Saturday afternoon nap. So I'm going to kind of fall asleep a little bit. And then I woke up, and Carlos Santana had hit that three run homer to make it close. And then it was just like commotion from there. Like it was just pure chaos. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like the Mariners just had that magic in that first series. Um, yeah, I think there was. Um, the Blue Jays manager, who I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now, like kind of made some iffy pitching decisions in that in that second game. Um, and, you know, like the Mariners just came out hot like that in that first game, three runs in the first inning against Manoa, like they just set the tone. Um, and then, yeah, the Blue Jays, you know, unfortunately had that collapse. Uh, they would have been I mean, that was probably the most exciting series and game. Um, but, yeah, the Mariners, it was. I don't know. They just, they just had that magic and potentially they, maybe they don't anymore. We'll have to talk about that later. <laughs> we will see. We'll talk more about what happened today a little bit later. Um, yeah. And the other, the other huge upset, uh, the Phillies swept the Cardinals, which I thought was probably the most surprising one um, uh, out of all of them. Um, 
the Cardinals in game one, man. I mean, one of the worst meltdowns of a ninth inning I've ever seen. Um, but real quick, boys, I mean, I, I, I kind of said in, 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 in my uh, previews that Phillies are kind of a sneaky dark horse. Uh, we're ta- we'll talk more about what happened again later today. Uh, but the Phillies just, they, they, they took care of business. Uh, but between the Cardinals in game one and, and that ninth inning and the Blue Jays in game two, which was the worst choke? I'm going to ask everybody this question. Traden, which one do you think was worse? Yeah, we had this discussion on Sunday, and I think you guys convinced me because it was within a, a shorter period of time that the uh, that the collapse of the Cardinals probably was the 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 bigger one. However, I I, I do have to say that Tr- Toronto Blue Jays did exactly what their brothers over in over in uh, uh, in the, the rink do every single fucking year. They did the same thing in a game seven situation. So. I mean, I guess you can just say that Toronto itself chokes, except when they play ba- basketball, because they seem, they seem to only be able to win at that. Crazy. Uh, James, which was the worst uh, choke performance, the Cardinals or Blue Jays? I definitely have to go with the Cardinals as well. It's There's too many feel-good storylines and too many reasons for them to make sure they won that series to then throw it all away like that is very sad. Yeah. Alex, agree or disagree? Um, I kind of agree. I mean, it seemed like, uh, Hesley, Ryan Hesley, whatever his name was, was hurt. Like he ended up saying he like couldn't feel his fingers or something. Um, but I mean, the, that Blue Jays one was pretty brutal too. Cause like the play that the Mariners tied it on when, uh, Springer and Bichette like ran into each other. If Springer had just let that drop, like you would have given up two runs and still had the lead and then potentially been able to get out of it without tying it. And then you, you know, then they gave it up in the following inning Um, and then losing Springer, obviously really unfortunate because he would have let off the following inning. And instead they got Jackie Bradley jr. Leading off, which is pretty bad. So obviously in the moment really hard to be like, Oh, I should have thought about all this shit. Like what if I get hurt? But uh, I don't know. I think, I mean, I would say that Cardinals one just because it was bad. Like it was like little squeakers hit by pitches, walks. Like the it was more the Cardinals lost than the Phillies won almost. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's kind of what I said. I think the, the the Mariners for the most part I think earned that comeback. I think the Cardinals really just gave the Phillies that game one win. I mean, it was terrible on the pitching, on defense. Everything was so bad that inning. It was an absolute meltdown. Um, it was. I was very surprised that the Cardinals played that poorly. Um, the finally, the, the, the last series, series, the only series that went to three games, the Padres and the Mets. The Mets did what we all expected. They Mets it up. They lost two out of three to the Padres. Um, the, the Padres came to play, boys. I, I really did not think that that offense would be able to hold up against that pitching staff, but they put up seven runs against Scherzer in game one. Uh, uh, Musgrove shut it down in uh, game three. Uh, they, they looked very good in that series. They got uh, contributions from, from, from the whole lineup. Um, so out of, you know, all those upsets and, and all these series, uh, which of the, which of, of them surprised you the most again, just real quick around the horn, real quickly trading, which one surprised you the most? Um, I have to say, I have to say just probably the blue Jays one. I mean, I just expected them to come in and, and do what they, I mean, I know that we've had question marks, but I had question marks about the blue Jays all season. And I, and you know, I, I was consistent with that, but I thought, okay, you know what? They've settled down here. They they're coming into the playoffs for the first time in seemingly forever. I, you know, they, they have, they have good vibes kind of, you know, flowing through the, through the, through the whole team. And it's like, and then you do, and then you give up a, what a six or seven run lead, like, 
it's just epic collapse and it's just it, it's inexcusable actually to be honest um but it is what it is yeah it's rough time to be toronto fan uh alex most surprising for you um i think it's got to be the mets padres one i mean i picked the padres to win that series but uh you know you would think having them lined scherzer degrom bassett lined up they would get through that um you know, it definitely seems like Scherzer was not 100%. Obviously, he'd had some health issues pretty much on and off all year. Uh, but, you know, 101-win team, you know, they were probably one of the best four team, four or five teams all year. And, I mean, they easily could have lost in two games. Like, the Padres almost came back in that second game. Um, and they probably would have lost, like, if they didn't have Jacob DeGrom. Like, if they had gone, you know, it was – so I think it was surprising that, it, you know, in New York – it's the first time, but um, the Padres came to play. You were, you were right, Tyler. They definitely came to play. James, most surprising for you? The Phillies winning. Like, let's look at the Phillies season as a whole, guys. This is a team that was terrible. Fired their manager, got a new manager. Bailey's quicked into playoffs, destroyed all the great storylines out of the Cardinals, and they won the first game against the Braves right now. Like, what the fuck? What is Philly on? Because I want that. They're on some <laughs> shit. They are on some shit. The Phillies definitely are very, very surprising. Uh, for me, it's a toss-up. Phillies, Padres, uh, both those teams surprise me a ton. Um, but let's 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 move on to the next round. It was a great wild card series. We're now in the division series, best of five rounds, uh, best of five round. Uh, the top two seeds. Always very excited for it too. Uh, <laughs> the uh, top two seeds from each league now enter the the playoff picture. So we got the Houston Astros, the one seed, taking on the Seattle Mariners. Um, that game today, game one that happened, uh, the Seattle Mariners were so close to winning game one, beating Verlander. I said if they beat Verlander in game one, this series can get real interesting. Unfortunately, they blew it in the ninth inning. As soon as they brought in Robbie Ray, I was like, this is going to go bad. I just knew that Robbie Ray was going to give up that home run to Alvarez, and Alvarez hit it almost out of the freaking stadium. Like He just demolished that home run. Uh, three-run home run to walk it off in the ninth inning for the Astros. So they are up one game to zero, which I think is probably the biggest swing of the Astros season so far. Uh, the, the Mariners fucked that one up uh, big time, but we'll see what happens with the rest of the series. Uh, then we got the Yankees and the Guardians. Uh, the Yankees were up four to one. Real quick update, if my laptop will let me. No, it won't. Um, They're still four. One, all right, four yeah, to one in the one. eighth. All right, four to one in the eighth. So it looks like the Yankees could possibly take that game one, but we still got two innings of baseball left. Anything can happen there. Um, then we got the Braves and the Phillies, as we just mentioned. The Phillies again shocked everybody. Came in and they won seven to six. They they held on. The Braves made a late uh, a pushback there there at the end, but the uh, Phillies were able to hold on and take game one. And then we got Dodgers and Padres. Dodgers are currently up two nothing in the second inning against their rivals from the South and the San Diego. So let's go series by series real quickly. Just kind of what are you guys expectations of the series and who do you got and how many games and why let's start off with the top Astros Mariners. Obviously, as we know, Astros already have one, nothing, but James, who do you got in this series and why? I have the Astros with uh, three zero, just sweeping it, especially after this first one against the Mariners. And they did beat up Justin Verlander and Justin Verlander is the ace of that squad, but there's still an, Famber Valdez and Christian Javier, or uh, like they have a really good staff. They're really deep offensively, defensively, bullpen. The Mariners just blew their load. 
The Mariners blew their load on the very first game, and it is what it is. Like they they got they got nothing left in the tank. So Astros in three. Alex, what do you got for the series? I'm gonna go. I I think if the Mariners had pulled this one off, they could have. I could have won. You know, if they can if they can win tomorrow, they got Luis Castillo going tomorrow. He was lights out against the Blue Jays. So if they can win tomorrow, I think they've got a shot, but this loss today is pretty brutal. So I think the Astros are just too deep. You know, like James mentioned, their pitching staff is pretty incredible. Um, so I'm going to go Astros in four. I just want the Mariners to get one win. I'm really excited for them to at least have one game at home. If they go four games, they have two games at home. So at least Seattle gets two playoff games. There you go. Uh, Trayden, what do you got? Yeah, I'm with these guys. I mean, it, it's 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 a pretty easy one. Um, I think I think you losing the Mariners losing today just it kind of stick a fork in them. They're done like a turkey. Uh, Houston, uh, Houston's gonna take. Uh, I, I think the Houston will, will take them in four games. I just think it's very hard to sweep in general in sports. So um, I have to give the Mariners at least one game just because it's just so hard statistically. Yeah, I'm on uh, same boat with you guys. I. It's it's going to be a heartbreaker because I they were one out away from taking game one and this series could have been a completely different story, um, but uh, looks like freaking Ollie man, uh, looks like the Astros are just the team to be as as we all expected. Uh, I got Astros in four as well. Uh, moving on to the other American League matchup, the Yankees and the Guardians. As I mentioned, it looks like the Yankees might be taking game one here as they're up four to one late in the game. Um, I don't know, guys. I feel like the Guardians, as we kind of mentioned, kind of a sneaky good team here. Uh, I think a potential for an upset, but what do you guys think? Alex, what do you got on, on the series? I really want to pick an upset here. Um, so I'm going to do it. I don't have a lot of faith in that, to be honest. <laughs> like, I'm going to pick the Guardians in four. I think that with Bieber and McKenzie going the next two games, maybe they can piece it together with Plesak, um, potentially in a game four. Uh I, I, I think if they can avoid Aaron judge carrying this team, then the guardians have a shot. Um, I don't like, uh, the Yankees bullpen is a little, little wonky. Um, a lot of people hurt, a lot of people not showing up to practice. Um, so I'm going to go guardians in four. I don't feel great about it, but, uh, I'm hoping that that's what happens. All right. I like it. Uh, James, you got the upset too. I also have the upset. And I mean, I kind of alluded to this earlier, but I really, like the Guardians as, as a whole, mainly because of the insufficiencies of the Yankees. Uh, the Yankees are inconsistent at best right now. Second half of the season really showed that. Um, I think they're going to have a pretty big expectation hangover here because they're they're up 4-1 right now, and they're pretty much going to ride that 4-1. To, I, think they're gonna, I think the Guardians are going to lose game one, and I think the Yankees are going to ride that 4-1 victory into the next game and be like, oh, look, we won 4-1 this game. This should be easy. Like, Guardians are nothing, and boom. Guardians stick with it. They're consistent. They're there the entire time. They don't strike out. Uh, I have a huge, I'm a huge fan of the Guardians right now. And at the end of the season, I was not. But seeing what they used to do to the Rays and seeing how they're just pests and they stick with it, I like the Guardians over the Yankees in five. Love it. Trade in. Are you uh, upset? Yeah, no, I've seen this movie before. I mean, we, let, let's all get behind the Guardians because they, they're they're all sexy and they're they're doing great job as the underdog now. It's, I mean, look, it's not going to happen. I know the Yankees are vulnerable. They're not that vulnerable. They're gonna they're going to the ball's going to fly over the fly all over the field all day um, the next few games. I think it's going to be fun though. I don't think it's going to be an easy easy get uh, easy um, out for the uh, for the Guardians. 
but let, let's let's be real the yankees got this all In right five. i like it i like it uh seems like we all think it's gonna be a very close series i like the upset here uh gotta pick at least one upset every, every round and i'm gonna go with cleveland here I don't know. I, I just think the Yankees kind of lost their identity kind of second half of the season. It kind of became the Aaron Judge show. I'm curious to see how Aaron Judge is going to play in this series after just all the emotions and all the and all the energy that went into that home run record. Um, I'm curious to see how he's going to perform. If he's not 100%, it's going to be hard. Although Rizzo did go yard already, so who knows. But um, I'm very curious to see what happens. I think the Cleveland is playing so hot right now. Um, so I'm going to pick the Guardians in five. Uh, moving on to the National League uh, uh, games, we have the Braves and the Phillies. Uh, the Braves, you know, came back and, and won the National League East. Uh, they look great. They're in a great position to try and uh, defend their words, the World Series title. Uh, they're taking on the, the six-seeded Phillies, as we mentioned, upset the Cardinals in round one. And they did it again. Game one, they won seven to six. They seem to have found this kind of October magic that sometimes can happen with, 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 with these wildcard teams. Um, do you guys think the Phillies still have a chance at beating the Braves in, in, uh, in a best of five or where do you guys got this series going? Uh, trading, what do you got? Yeah, I don't care about game one. <clears throat> the Braves have been playing some of the best baseball in the MLB over the last, uh, bit here since, since fucking June, they, they may where they may very well be one of the better teams in this, in this entire tournament. And I'm going to say that the Braves come back and win in four. All right. I like that. Uh, Alex, what do you got in this series? I'm going to pick the upset. Um, I think them losing today was huge. You know, the Braves had their number one and Max Freed going. The Phillies had their number three. And now the Phillies have Wheeler and Nola lined up for games two and three. Um, and especially with the injury to Spencer Strider, we don't really know what he's going to bring uh, for the Braves. Um, I just like – Stealing this game for Philly is huge for them because now they have their two horses, guys that, you know, carried them through that very potent Cardinals offense. Um, like they, those guys both shoved. So like if they can do that as well, I'm, I think the Phillies got a chance. So I'm going to say Phillies and fuck it. Phillies and three. Damn. Not only do we get an upset, wow. but we get an upset sweep. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Dude, Wheeler and Nola are going to shove. <laughs> oh my God. I'm Damn. going big. Let's I could go. be really wrong, but I'm going to go real big. Hey, Phillies that's what we get paid to do. Horse. Exactly. Uh, James, you kind of mentioned Philly's a bit of a wagon right now. Do you got them sweeping? Do you got them moving on? What do you got? If the Phillies were a basketball player, they would be Patrick Beverly. They just Ooh. don't go away, and they're super fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I do like the Phillies a decent amount because there's some ex-Angels on there like Brandon Marsh and Thor, but the Braves are going to win in four. Like, let's be real here. Like, there's so many things wrong with the Phillies, man. Their defense is terrible. Their relief ERA is a 4.25, which is the worst in all remaining teams right now. The Braves, on the other hand, if you look at their bullpen, Kenley Jansen, you guys know him very well. He's been fantastic in September. Amazing. Lights out. Rysel Iglesias, who they got from the Angels at the trade deadline, has only given up one earned run since he got traded to the Braves. Like, you had a lot of good pieces there. And Alex mentioned Spencer Strider having an oblique injury. Charlie Warren's right, right there with him. He's pretty good too. And Aaron Nola, I know is inconsistent as fuck because I've had him on my fantasy team this last year. And there was a lot of negative points because of pitching. I like the Braves and I'm having the Braves go in four. All right. Sticking true to the Atlanta Braves. 
It's a tough one. I, I, I really want to pick the Braves. I, I feel like that's what I'm going to do here. I think I got Braves in five. The Phillies right now are kind of the sexy pick. Um, I love a good upset. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think this Braves team is just too good. Um, I think game one is definitely a little bit of a, a little bit of an eyebrow raiser. Uh, but I think the Braves will come back and win this series. Um, they're just, they're just too talented guys. I mean, it, it would be amazing if the Phillies can do it. I mean, that'd be probably the upset of the season, uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, so moving on to the last series, you got Dodgers and Padres Southern California showdown. Uh, this is the second time in three years we've gotten this matchup in the division series. Uh, last time it happened, the Dodgers swept the Padres back in 2020. Um, so as, as I said, the Dodgers are the number one seed, you know, all the great records they had the regular season, 111 wins, most runs scored, fewest ERA, best run differential, and like one of the best top three run differentials like ever. Obviously, none of that matters unless they win a World Series title. You know, they beat up on the Padres all season long. But like I said, you can, you can talk about regular season numbers all you want. What matters is coming down to October baseball. And the Padres, you know, are, are looking pretty good right now. But also to quote Freddie Freeman, the Dodgers have been hot for seven months, so. Uh, we will see how the series plays out. They are current. The Dodgers are currently up two nothing in the top of the third inning, uh, so they're already off to a pretty good start there in LA. But what do you guys think? Do the Padres have a chance to slay the dragon, as I quote so many people say, uh, up in LA? Do they have an opportunity to do it, or do you think the Dodgers are just going to roll through the series like they have all season against the Padres? James, what do you got? I think there's always a chance that the Padres do this. But then also it's the Dodgers and the Dodgers have been just known to just do what they need to do to get wins. Like, look at the top of their order is the best top of the order. I think we've seen in ever, right? Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith. Like you got power, you got contact, you got everything you need at the top of the order for the Dodgers. The Padres offensively, you're going to have to rely on pretty much two people, Juan Soto and Manny Machado. And I'm, there's a lot of other good guys there. But to be honest, like when it comes to big spotlight, those are the only two guys that can really pull it off. Um, and then there's a lot of big names to the pitchers for the Padres, but they have to show up. You Darvish, Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove's been great forever, right? You Darvish has been pretty good too. But they really have to show up against an elite Dodgers lineup. I honestly don't know where this is going to go. I think the Padres are going to put up a decent fight, but the Dodgers are ultimately going to, prevails so i have the dodgers in four all right trade in what do you got this series doing this this is like look i'm not even gonna overthink it it's it's so it's such an easy pick that i shouldn't even waste my time expanding my talk about this because the dodgers are gonna absolutely fucking destroy in three done wow dodgers sweep i love it alex my fellow dodgers fan confident that the dodge will take care of business or are you a little nervous I mean, you're always nervous going into a playoff series. Um, you know, I think this I think this Padres team is a lot better than the one we saw in 2020. Um, but I think the this Dodgers team is a lot better than the team the Dodgers were in 2020. So um, I think eventually the just the depth of the Dodgers is going to prevail, um, especially with both Trinan and Dustin May coming back. Um, those are elite arms to come out of the bullpen or whatever the fuck they're going to do with Dustin May. So. I'm going to go Dodgers. Um, I don't know. Maybe San Diego steals one. So I'll go Dodgers in four, but uh, I just think the depth is going to be too much for a, this Padres team at some point. 
I agree. Um, I like the Dodgers chances a lot in the series. We've, we've played against San Diego all year, but just with my, you know, October anxiety or whatever you can call it, I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people might expect. So I'm going to go Dodgers at five uh, just because I got to give myself some buffer and some lower expectations um, because that's just the kind of Dodger fan I am. God, I hope you're fucking right. And then you're, you're breathing in a bag, hyperventilating because yeah. it's like the ninth I mean, inning and it's fucking tied and you need to video record it. Cause I, I will need to see that. I mean, that's what I expect October to be. So even it doesn't really matter. I hope you're right. I hope I'm wrong, guys. Yeah. Uh, like you got to know how how I much mean, I hope I'm wrong. Wait, I, I hope you're right. I, I hope it's an easy sweep and it's an easy, breezy, beautiful division series and we can move on to the NLCS. But uh, again, I just I just been through many, like too many of these October playoff rounds and I just know how things can, can uh, go. Last time Juan Soto was at Dodger Stadium in the playoffs. It was, it was, it was not good for us. So uh, definitely all those memories, but guys, that's, that's it for baseball for this round. Uh, by the time next week rolls around, we'll probably have a few of these uh, maybe not, maybe possibly all of them will be wrapped up by then. Um, but we'll, we will see where we're at going into the uh, next round, which we're getting closer and closer to that world series uh, this year. And guys, October baseball, gotta love it. Yeah. Thank you, Tyler. Um, it was a super fun first wild card series you know that we've ever that we've ever had so um hopefully the division series can live up to that uh we are going to take a quick break and then we will going to james and the nfl and fantasy and we don't need to talk about who won or lost uh we'll be right back oh yeah we do Welcome back, uh, James. Week uh, five of the NFL. I already forgot what week it was. Is over. Uh, do, do your thing. <laughs> I will do my thing. And we are going to talk about who won and lost because Alex lost to trade him. Yep. And then Tyler almost came back this week, actually. He was down by like 30, 40 points. I don't know. He was, was close. Wild. I got within one point. Freaking. Travis Kelsey, four touchdowns. He got me within one point after I was down by like 80 oh points going into Monday. Dude, dude, can we talk about the fact, like, what, like, why do, does the NFL think it's okay to leave fucking Travis Kelsey, the biggest targeted guy in the fucking red zone, wide the fuck open every single fucking time the Chiefs are in the red zone? Can someone explain that to me? Because Please. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. No, he, uh, sure he is, but he makes it look so fucking easy because it's easy for him. There's no one around. Nobody, please. Someone fucking help me understand. There's no one else that forced it to anybody else. Please, please. Uh, I love it. I didn't think that was going to happen guys. That was (laughs) unplanned. Wow. I love these on my team. Dude, seriously, it's ridiculous. And the reason I even give a shit is because I really wanted the Raiders to win just because I really want the Chargers to be in in first place or at least near first place. Uh, Hey, take a breath. (laughs) Wow. Anyway, going back to the schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler lost. Trade and beat Alex. Tyler and I are tied for first place. Chayden, Alex, and Eric are tied for third. And Eric gave Mike Brown his first win of the season. Very, Eric. Very, very, very sad. Come on, you're better than that. <laughs> Teams on by this week, Detroit Lions, Las Vegas Raiders, who Chayden hates apparently, Tennessee Titans, and Houston Texans. And if you guys listened to my pick from last week, Geno Smith had 27 points, which means he was a top five QB. Y'all should have listened. 
My QB pick this week is Jimmy Garoppolo from the Niners. Not because I'm a Niners fan, but because there's no one else. There's nobody else. And also because I'm a Niners fan. 11.2% rostered, 18.02 points against Carolina, 18 um, completions on 30 targets, 253 yards and two touchdowns. He's getting better and more comfortable each and every week, guys. You can see his yardage totals are getting better and better, and he looks way more comfortable. There's a huge point of emphasis to get George Kittle involved, which means throwing him the ball. And also that Jimmy Garoppolo throws a lot of touch passes to Debo, which means yardage and a touchdown probably because Debo is Debo. Up next, the Niners play the Falcons, which is a bad team, guys. Very bad. (laughs) They allowed uh, Tom Brady to throw 300-plus yards, and I get that's Tom Brady. But they also allowed Geno Smith to throw 300-plus yards two weeks ago, and I get that's Geno Smith. Jimmy Garoppolo can maybe get 280. That's the goal. Tyler, your thoughts of Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, guys, I I like Jimmy G a lot in this matchup. Um, you got to ride the 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 momentum while he has it. Uh, he's you know both in both of his games as a, as as a, as a the starter for the for, for the Niners. Uh, he's he's gotten improved. He's his 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 fantasy points have has gone up. And I, as you said, uh, going against the Falcons, I mean, you gotta love this matchup. Uh, ride that momentum against a bad team. I don't see any other quarterback available that's you know under that fifty percent threshold. That's a better guy to pick up. I think it's pretty plant. Pretty, pretty clear here that Jimmy G is your best uh, waiver wire option. Alex. Look, the Niners, they're always going to be a running offense, especially with Jimmy G as the quarterback, because as we know, he will fuck it up at some point. Super Bowl two years ago, should have won. Jimmy G fucked it up. James, you could have just listened to yourself. Geno Smith is only rostered in like 32% of leagues. <laughs> I was going to go back to back, man. I wasn't going to go back to him now. <laughs> He's playing a card- <laughs> That's the question, isn't it? Gino They're playing the Cardinals. Jimmy. The Cardinals' defense is shit. We've we know this. I would much rather have Geno. Um, I know you hate Seattle, so like I get it. But I would rather have I would rather have Geno than Jimmy. Uh, just I just Jimmy just never has never done it for me. Okay, he's the handsome, most handsome guy on the planet right now, but he's never done it for Alex. So that tells you a lot, I guess. Even though I hate Seattle, my next pick is Kenneth Walker. The third out of Seattle because he's a running back. <laughs> Guys, honestly, this is the best waiver wire pick you're gonna get all season long. This is if you're ever gonna make one, if you're in fab or anything, go 100 percent go all in and get Kenneth Walker. 47.7% rostered, 14.8 points against New Orleans, eight carries for 88 yards and a touchdown. He would have had a bigger workload, but Rashad Penny is kind of the guy, right? But Rashad Penny just broke his leg. He's out for the season. Rashad Penny was an RB1. Now it's Kenneth Walker before camp. During camp, Kenneth Walker was regarded as the guy. Like everybody talked about him, like, but he had a great injury. That groin injury set him back. Now he has a clear set path to the number one overall running back for the Seattle team that runs a lot. Any Pete Carroll team will run a lot. They want to run the ball. Look at Richard Sherman. Did you guys see his interview after this last game against the Broncos? He said, run the ball, and that's what they're going to do. Pete Carroll will run the ball because that's what he does. <laughs> Up next, Arizona Cardinals, bad defense. Just like Alex just said, you know, we're going back to back here. Terrible defense. It's going to be a high-scoring game with plenty of goal and opportunities for Kenneth Walker to just eat. Alex, your thoughts on Seattle because you love Seattle and Kenneth Walker. Uh, I mean, I don't hate Seattle like you do. It's a great city. Um, but, yeah, you pretty much just said it all. Like, there's nobody really else in that backfield. Um, I think they signed, like, the Saints practice squad guy. So, probably don't have to worry about him. Um, but yeah, you know, he's obviously now going to be the featured back uh, for a Seattle team that, you know, will probably end up running it a lot. Like you just mentioned, 
So yeah, go get them. Um, especially with, you know, waiver wires are pretty thin on running backs. So like, I would just go get them. Chayden, why do you hate Kenneth Walker? I don't, I have to do this because it's just part of the game. Um, <laughs> and I'm only going to throw in this guy because he's probably going to be the number one back for the Cardinals. And that's, Eno Benjamin. I mean, there's literally no, <laughs> I mean, James Connor is questionable. Daryl Williams also is, has a, might have any injury. Um, they could be forced to use Benjamin as their lead guy against the, against the Seahawks. So, uh, I mean, usually you pick up a guy that, that steps into that kind of role. Don't pick him up if Walker is available, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I hear you. But the problem about this is that everybody's going to get Walker. So if you're not the last place guy on your squad and your league, you're probably not going to get Walker. So that's a tough part. Moving on wide receiver. My pick is Alec Pierce from Indianapolis, the Colts. And I get it, guys. I get it. I get it. The Colts suck. But this guy is only rostered in 8.6% of leagues, 16.1 points against Denver, eight receptions on nine targets for 81 yards. And if you have watched the game, unfortunately, if you watch the Colts games, sorry, Matt, he, you realize that Alec Pierce is becoming Matt Ryan's favorite target. 15 targets in the last two games, guys. That's huge. He attacks the ball. He's fearless. He doesn't wait for the ball to get to him. He runs and grabs it with his hands. So there's like quarterbacks love him. Matt Ryan loves him. There's a good chance the Colts are going to be down pretty much every single game they play because they're so damn bad. Uh, up next, they play the Jags. The Jags give up an average of 215 passing yards per game. Oof. This is probably going to be a lot more because the Colts will just have to pass the ball to Alec Pierce. Alex, your thoughts on Alec Pierce? Yeah, you know, we, we've seen this with, with, you know, with guys like Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford. Like sometimes there's just these connections and it seems like Pierce and Matt Ryan have made this kind of connection. I mean, he's only got, like he started off the, the season pretty slow, Pierce did. But out of last 10, 9, 12, 16 points, that's trending in the right direction. This Jags team is not very good. It could be kind of like a weird shootout thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you, you know, have somebody that's like, if you uh, have Amon Ron St. Brown and he's on a bye and you need somebody, go get him. Like he, you know, he's he's got this rapport with Matt Ryan and it seems like it, there's no reason why that should stop. Tyler, your thoughts on Alec Pierce? I see your Alec Pierce, but I raise you a Rondale Moore, the wide receiver out of Arizona. This is the last week that the Cardinals do not have DeAndre Hopkins uh, in their lineup, I believe. Uh, so why not go big with Arizona uh, at they're playing Seattle. And as James says, Seattle sucks. Their defense is tar- terrible. Uh, last week, he put up 13.1 points, was targeted eight times, uh, had uh, 68 yards. You know, maybe that can bump up a little bit uh, here in uh, week six, maybe get a similar uh, yardage output, maybe get a touchdown in there. I think Arizona is going to have a, a, a field day against that CC against that Seattle defense. And like I said, without Hopkins in the lineup, why not go with more here? Because more is more. <laughs> I hate that. I, I hate you so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Rondé Moore is a, is a good pickup. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, tight end. My pick is Taysom Hill. New Orleans Saints, 11.4% rostered. 34.08 points in week five. Nine rushes for 112 yards and three touchdowns and one passing touchdown. Okay, guys, hear me out. So there's a good chance you have an awful tight end, a tight end that relies on, a, you know, a deflected pass for them to get a reception because they'll never get a look or just a touchdown randomly like the Indianapolis Colts do. Uh, but, and Hill isn't a true tight end. He's not out there on 95% of snaps, but he will be out there 
for a set amount of plays where he's guaranteed to get the ball every single game. That that plays she is like five to seven plays long, where you know at the goal line he's gonna get the ball. There's no greater option than that right now. The plays are set for him. He's gonna have opportunities. He has five opportunities per game to get a touchdown or throw a touchdown or get some yardage, which is better than any other tight end out there, if other than Kelsey, who gets left wide open, or Mark Andrews. Like Taysom Hill, you gotta take that chance and get gotta go big. And there, there are gonna be weeks where you know, he gets those five opportunities and gets negative five yards. That's cool. The tight end you would have had probably would have had zero points. Not a big deal. Up next, they play the Cincinnati Bengals. They're all probably going to have to rely on Hill to be competitive. Traden, tight end guy, your thoughts on Taysom Hill. It takes a big man to come on to this podcast and say that I was wrong. This is, this is a guy that I said I would never pick up. This is a guy that that I said, there's no way in fucking hell that I'm bringing in Taysom Hill into my lineup. Well, I'm wrong. Taysom Hill needs to be in anybody's lineup, especially if you have tight end issues. This is a guy who it is clear that the Saints have an agenda. It is clear that the Saints have a plan to deploy this guy in certain situations. And he fucking kills it in that role. He is going to continue to be part of that offense, especially with the injuries that they have. If you don't pick him up, you're about as big of an idiot as I was in week one. Alex, your thoughts on Taysom Hill? I feel like this comes up every single year. Taysom Hill has one huge game and everyone fucking gets a boner for him. And then the next game, the Saints are just like, actually, let's not use him at all. And it makes zero sense. Um, I see what you're saying, Traden. Like, I, I feel like he's still a little bit of a gamble because we just don't really know what he is, what he will do, and the Saints constantly do different things. It's he definitely he feels like a big boomer bus guy to me. Um, another guy to just to keep your eye on uh, against the guys that they're playing, Hayden Hurst of the Cincinnati Bengals. You know this this New Orleans defense. Uh, we've seen it get torched. Um, Joe Burrow obviously knows what he's doing. Um, you know Hayden Hurst. He had 17 and a half points last week um, against a good, a much better. I would say the Ravens are a lot better than the Saints. So. Um, that's just another guy to keep your keep your eye out, but um, you really probably can't go wrong with Taysom Hill. It just seems I'm just I would just be I'm just slightly hesitant, I guess. If T. Higgins is still out, get Hayden Hurst. He was Joe Burrow's like number one look a lot of times when T. Higgins was not in the game. Um, but yeah, that wraps up my Riverwise segment. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you, James. Uh, hopefully I get back on the win track this week. Um, I believe Ty Ty and I have a matchup, so it should be an easy dub. Uh, we're going to take, an, which means I'm going to lose by 50 because I just said that. Uh, <laughs> take have quick, I have Mark Andrews. We're going to take Andrew. a quick break. I don't care about you anymore, Tyler, or your stupid fantasy team. Uh, <laughs> Trade-in is going to, just like we talked about earlier, uh, hockey has started. We're going to do something a little different than what we did last week, and Trade-in will walk us through that. And we are back. It is hockey's opening night, sort of. Um, it's, I guess, like the real one. They played some games in Europe. They didn't tell anybody about it. We'll just skip over that because the Sharks suck. Anyway, <laughs> what are we hey. doing? We're doing something different, and I'm excited. We are doing something different. I do want to shout out Nashville for winning a game without 
their goal at UC Saros. I mean, you got to get dubs with your backup. I mean, that that's that's good. But I know it was against the Sharks, but nonetheless. Um, here's what we're going to do, guys. We are going to do what's called an in-season Stanley Cup. Um, I'm going to give you guys a quick rundown of it in just a second. I do want to complete my segment from last week. I forgot to ask the guys who their picks were to make the playoffs in the East three teams from each division and a wild card. So bear with me. I just want to make sure we get this through before the season's kind of started. And just because New York is looking okay, I don't think that they necessarily are going to win their division, but they may. I mean, Alex, give me your picks to make the playoffs in the East. Yes. Okay. So starting in the Metro, I have my Carolina Hurricanes that we learned about last week. Uh, the New York Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. That feels like a little bit of an iffy one, but we'll be fine. In the Atlantic, we have trade-ins, Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Florida Panthers. And then my wild cards are the Washington Capitals, and wait for it, the Ottawa Senators. Wow. So you make the playoffs. Who's your wild card one? Sorry. Uh, so Capitals and Senators are my Capitals, wild okay. Perfect. So the Boston Bruins are out. Boston Bruins out. My, Islanders out. Islanders out. Bruins out in my uh, picks. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, James, who do you got, buddy? Starting the Metro, Carolina Hurricanes, I agree with Alex. My Washington Capitals, who we learned <laughs> about last week. Thank you very much. Pittsburgh Penguins in Atlantic, Lightning, Maple Leafs, Trains favorite team, and Carolina Panthers. My um, wildcard picks, New York Rangers and Detroit Red Wings. Detroit. Okay, so there's got to be – I mean, look, every single year we're like, holy shit, this team makes it in. James's is the Detroit Red Wings. Very, very interesting. Uh, Tyler. All right, from the Metro, I got the Carolina Hurricanes, the New York Rangers, and the New York Islanders, both New York teams, make it in. Uh, from the Atlantic, uh, we got uh, our uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. We got the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers. My two wild cards, this is a tough one, because I think there's like four teams you could argue can, can, can make these last two wild card spots, but I'm gonna go with my gut here. I got Pittsburgh, Penguins, and I'm gonna have to agree with James with the, with the, with the big one, the Detroit the Red Detroit Wings. Detroit Red gonna Wings. gonna break their oh streak God. and they're gonna sneak in as the second wild card spot in the East. Woof. Guys, Woof. we hate Boston. Yeah, well, <laughs> Boston. yeah clearly. Um, okay. That's crazy. Uh, for me, I'm going to start off in the Metro as well. We got Hurricanes. We got Rangers and Islanders, just like you, Tyler. I agree with you there. In the Atlantic, I have the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in first, followed by the Tampa Bay Lightning, followed by the Boston Bruins. Hmm. Interestingly, I think that the Panthers are going to take wild card one. And my wild card two is the Buffalo Sabres. Yes. Bye-bye, yes. old boys in Pittsburgh. Bye-bye, old boys in Washington. Your time is done. Okay, here we go. We are going to do what is called the in-season Stanley Cup. Um, I'm going to share my screen here um, because I want everyone to see what is going on. So please, if you are interested in following along, um, we are going to be doing this live, our draft live, um, here's how it works. Um, the in-season Stanley Cup, basically Colorado Avalanche, since they did win the Stanley Cup, are going to start with the Stanley Cup. Um, and the first team to defeat them then takes possession of the Stanley Cup. The team that is in that team that that defeats that team then takes the cup and so on and so forth throughout the entire regular season. Uh, very simple. 
Um, we'll follow it each week and um, we'll see where it lands. Each player, in this case, us, us four, are going to draft eight teams in a snake draft live on this podcast right now. Um, after each day of the regular season, whoever holds the cup will be awarded one point, even if they do not play that day. So, for example, Colorado did not play that day. They do have the cup after today. They will get um, one point one day with the cup. Um, and at the end of the whole thing, at the end of the season, there's going to be two winners. One of us, whoever holds the Stanley Cup at the end of the season and whichever player holds the cup for the most amount of days throughout the regular season. It is a $20 buy-in for everybody. It could be more. We haven't discussed it. Half of it will go to number one. Half of it will go to number two. Um, so here we go. I have here, does every, everybody on the podcast see that I have everybody's name in here? Equal percent chance of being in the draft in, in, in a certain order. And I'm going to randomize the draft order in three, two, one. Yes, I'm sure I want to proceed. <laughs> Generating draft order. First pick is... Tyler, followed yeah. by me, followed by James, and followed by That's Alex. Trash. You are number four. So we're going to come over here. Can, everybody, can everybody see this? Yep. Uh, James is third. <laughs> and Alex is number four. So here we go. Tyler, with the first pick of TLDR's first ever in-season Stanley Cup, please give me your first pick. Colorado Avalanche. The Colorado Avalanche. Tyler, you are going to be awarded with one point right off the bat. You are oh, in the lead with one, it. with one day. Very, very simple. Um, that would make me second. I am going to pick the Tampa Bay Lightning as my pick. Um, and James, who do you got as the Leafs. third pick? I'm sorry? Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs are off the board. They are third. Alex, you have two picks back to back. What is your first, first round pick? My first round pick will be the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota Wild, very sneaky top four team. Um, but with that, you would have you are on the clock. First pick in round two, and then obviously I'll be going with my Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina Hurricanes are off the board. James, you have pick two in round two. Detroit Red Wings. The Detroit Red. Wow, wow! To be taken off the board this early. That is that is sneaky. That's a power that is power move, dude. That is power. Uh, for me, I'm going to go um, – I got to go with the Edmonton Oilers. They're my team. Got to take them off the board. Um, they're a top eight team in my power rankings. So, um, yeah, I got to I gotta put them in there. Uh, Tyler, who do you got, buddy? I'm going to go Dallas. Dallas Stars are off the board. Uh, and that ends round two. I will be uh, giving everybody's picks at the end just to recap. Um, but we are going to start round three off with Tyler. First pick in round three is? Rangers. The New York Rangers. Wow. Okay. That's a pretty that's a, that's a pretty good solid, solid pick. For me, uh, this is interesting. I'm, I'm sitting here with, a, with an interesting bout of teams here. I am going to be the asshole of the podcast and take the Los Angeles Kings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that just completely disrupted both of our Kings fans. Whole picks. James, who do you got? In I have a question. What, yes. if you get, what if you come to a draw? It doesn't happen, right? That does not happen. Okay, there is cool. not a draw. I know hockey. I'll not go with the Capitals. <laughs> the Washington Capitals are off the board here. And Alex, the last pick in round three. With the last pick in round three, I will pick the Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers. Interestingly, the I'm not going to say anything, actually. Um, <laughs> and with that, we are through round three. Jay, Alex has first, first pick in round four, and that is? 
Oh, this one's tough. This one is tough. Uh, I'm going to go with Traden's actual real favorite team, the Calgary Flames. The Calgary Flames. <laughs> I'm very, very shocked that they fell into round four. I, you know, I, I think they kind of just got missed, um, forgotten. Uh, this is going to be a good team, a very good team. Look, read my power rankings. They are a top team in Canada, um, a top team in the NHL, even still. James, who's your second pick in round four? Quack, quack. Quack, quack is off the board. James got to pick up his Anaheim Ducks. And that leaves me. Um, I am going to take off the St. Louis Blues and I'm going to move on to Tyler's pick in round four. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty hard, guys. Yeah, it's, getting, it's getting a little tricky. Um, well, I'm going to go Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Penguins are off the board and that ends round four. We are halfway done with this live draft. Tyler, your first pick in round five. I really don't want both New York teams, but fuck it, Islanders. Both New York teams are off the board, and that's going to leave me on the clock in round five. Um, this one's interesting. I'm going to have to take the Columbus Blue Jackets here. Mm. I think they are going to be a very exciting team. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. They're going to be an exciting team. James, who's your pick in round five? Boston. The Boston Bruins. They're going to be struggling early on, but I think that they are going to be just fine, as you heard in my uh, in my rankings for the playoffs. Alex, your pick in round five. I am going to take Eric's favorite team, the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights. I know you fucking hate them too. Everybody seems to hate them now because they are fucking assholes. Round six begins with Alex right on the clock. What is your pick? Well, I'm going to go big with the team that I picked to make the Eastern Conference playoffs. That would be your Ottawa Senators. Your Ottawa Senators. I don't have a background for that. I'm sorry. I will I will get that adjusted. It looks very ugly. I know, James. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you're a Photoshop guy. James, why don't you take a pick so that you can get over the lack of background? Sabres. The Sabres. The Buffalo Sabres are off the board, and that leaves me. Unfortunately, you took my Buffalo Sabres. So I am going to bring in Kylie. This is for you. I'm going to take your San Jose Sharks off the board. I don't like to pick this this early, but you know what? It's for you, babe. Tyler, you're on the clock in round six. Well, Nashville. The Nashville Predators the probably Nashville, should have been yes. picked a little higher than that, but nonetheless, they weren't. Tyler, kick us off for round seven. Release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. <laughs> there it is. The Kraken oh, second inaugural season is under Tyler's watch. For me, I need to pick some teams in the East. Um, I'm going to pick my Habs. Not really my Habs, but I'm going to pick the Habs. I think they are going to be sneaky good in some cases. They are not going to be a bottom feeding team, in my opinion. James, who do you got in round seven, buddy? Fuck, man. This is really tough. Uh, the Jets. The Jets are off the board. Good pick. And the question is, Tyler and Traden more than likely are going to have the two shitty fucking teams in the NHL. Yeah. It's just a matter of who picks whom Alex, who do you got in round seven? I will take the Vancouver Canucks, the Vancouver Canucks. So just so everybody's clear, we have the left on the board in the central. We have the Arizona Coyotes, the Chicago Blackhawks. And in the Metro, we have the New Jersey Devils and the Philadelphia Flyers. So that leaves Alex. Round eight, who do you got? I am going to pick the team that I saw play last year in New Jersey. So that would be the New Jersey Devils. They won an overtime in that game. Devils. 
that you know what i think the new jersey devils are going to be sneaky good honestly uh, i think that they just had goaltending issues if they can shore that up this season watch the fuck out for new jersey that i like that pick, especially talent. that late um james you have three teams left who is your pick in round eight they all suck they do all suck <laughs> uh chicago chicago okay i was absolutely wrong um I thought that Chicago and Arizona would fall into the last two, but I don't like, I don't hate that pick James. I think that they could, you know, win a couple, they could win. They could stun a couple times. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take the Philadelphia Flyers off of everybody's hands. And that leaves the Arizona Coyotes in the hands of the first overall pick Tyler. You get what you get when you get first, you also get oh, the worst. Dude, Tyler is actually stacked. What is this? Yeah. Tyler is actually stacked. So just so everybody's just so everybody remembers, I will be putting this on my power rankings, a snapshot of what, if everybody's watching the YouTube of my little Excel file, and it's going to show who's in the lead, who has the cup and everything each day, I'm going to come in here each day and update this. And each week you will be able to follow along on who's winning. Just a quick recap. Tyler has the following teams. He has the Colorado avalanche, the Dallas stars, the New York Rangers, the Pittsburgh penguins, the New York Islanders, the uh, Nashville Predators, the Seattle Kraken, and the lowly Arizona Coyotes. Cool. I have the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Edmonton Oilers, the Los Angeles Kings, the St. Louis Blues, the Columbus Blue Jackets, the, the San Jose Sharks, the uh, Montreal Canadiens, and the Philadelphia Flyers. James, you are riding high with the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Detroit Red Wings in round two, crazy, uh, the <laughs> Washington Capitals, uh, the Anaheim Ducks, the Bu- Buffalo, I'm sorry, the Boston Bruins, the Buffalo Sabres, Winnipeg Jets, and the lowly Chicago Blackhawks. Alex, you have a pretty decent um, uh, lineup as well. You have the Minnesota Wild, you have Carolina Hurricanes, the Florida Panthers, the Calgary Flames, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Ottawa Senators, the Vancouver Canucks, and the New Jersey Devils. Guys, we will find out how Colorado ha- is defending the cup tomorrow against the Chicago Blackhawks. If the Chicago Blackhawks win, it would be shifting over James. James would be holder of the cup and he would get a point for that day and we would be tied and so on and so forth. Please keep up with this every single week. Uh, it is going to be very fun. Um, and we are going to be, and I'm going to be updating this along with um, fantasy stuff um, every single, uh, every single week when I, when we, the season um, really gets, gets going and I start talking about some of my OPUC moments. Um, but guys, that is the draft for the first ever TLDR podcast in season Stanley cup. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you, you guys on the podcast enjoy this every single uh, week. It, I think it's going to be very fun. It's going to keep us uh, kind of abreast of what's going on in the NHL. And I will be talking about the West next week. And with that, Alex, back to you, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Traden. Um, yeah, this is going to be really fun, especially because we did uh, no planning for it, which I'm a big fan of. So <laughs> it's gonna be great. I'm really excited. It's going to be really fun. Um, but that does it. We are, we're all through. Um, I obviously need to come up with some witty thing for the basketball segments. Cause we got, Oh damn. And Oh puck, but to go something else, I'll think about it. Um, but that ends episode 119, everybody. Um, thank you again so much for listening um you know if you thought we picked stupid stupid picks in trading's little game let us know um let us know what your thoughts on our picks for the divisional series um and let us know what your thoughts on you know on our football picks they're probably terrible but uh thank you guys again for listening and we will see you next week